You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode number 87. This is the Gimme 5 Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. We are your one-stop shop for pop culture, nostalgia, movies, music, theme parks, and since we live in Florida, the occasional story about a man assaulting his girlfriend with a bottle of ketchup. (laughs) Because that happened. That happened yesterday, right? Yeah. We'll never, we'll never have that stigma not associated with us. So thank you, Florida. Though technically only one of us was born here. You, we'll leave you guys to guess which one of us that is. So <laughs> I don't think it's that hard. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, hit, hit us up at gimme5podcast at gmail.com to find out which one of us is actually from Florida. It's Rob. Yeah, it's totally Rob. My name is Jimmy, and I am joined by Florida Rob. Florida Rob! And Greg. man stabbing an alligator with a golf club. Woo! <laughs> 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 oh and man, Greg, who is re re uh, adjusting his mental? Yeah, I'm I'm fried. So I, we'll, I broke we'll his brain. That. You just did. Yeah, Rob. Rob is the only member of the podcast with a giant flow grown sticker on the back of his truck. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Here on the Give Me Five podcast, we discuss pop culture, entertainment, and a little bit of nostalgia. This week, we are going to chat about Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Rocket. <laughs> that's a that's a Sounds monster. Almost like a pterodactyl. Yeah, because uh, I know what pterodactyls sound like. Do you? You're that old. I do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will be talking about the new Elton John biopic Rocket Man, and after we get done, we will come up with this week's top five list relating to our topics. And this one is a fun one, yes. so don't miss it. It may or may not involve. Giant monsters. Damn it, Greg. Well, you know, maybe Way people were wondering. Ruin, if they, maybe if people were wondering if they want to stick around, and they were scared that it was going to be weird things that Rob has done because he's from Florida. I, I wanted to make sure I'm that they knew. Tell you straight up, if you were wondering if you should stick around, you probably should. Yeah, I guess so. But you absolutely <laughs> should. And yeah, the, the deal. <laughs> yeah, there's only one reason why you should not stick around, people. That is, if you are, would get remarkably angry about spoilers. Because we do review stuff. Hate America. Yes. We do review stuff on this show, and there might be some spoilers. We try to avoid major twists that would like ruin the experience. But if you were like completely unaware that Godzilla is going to step on some buildings and and blow stuff up, and that's going to piss you off if we talk about it, you know, or that like Elton John had a drug problem at some point in his life, and that's going to piss you off, then you don't want to be here. And maybe you can go see those movies and then come back and listen to us just fine. Use your own discretion. Hop in your your truck with your flow grown sticker and the the rest of your inbred cousins and come back and let us know what you think. Look, Florida's not known for inbreeding. It just well, we have a lot of inbred listeners. Well, wow. as we determined a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. However, that's not really what we're getting at here. What I'm what we're actually really getting at here is Florida is more on the like meth weird things with alligators, people jumping through drive through windows to attack someone for not getting the right amount of ketchup in their bag. Mm-hmm. That's Florida. We're not Alabama. Come on. Wow. That's true. Equal opportunity. Uh, anger. Anyway, guys, let's talk about some news because that might not actually get us in trouble. I let's will tell you something tell that anything. might actually get you in trouble. And I have to oh, give God. all credit to my girlfriend for that because she suggested in the the most like a passive form of vandalism. Going around to every car that has a Bama sticker or a Bama license plate and putting an O in front of it. Oh, wow. How mad do you think people would be? Extraordinarily mad. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It is kind of amusing, actually. So we got some news, guys. Um, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. If you've been wondering if Ben Affleck is going to be reprising his role as Bruce Wayne, the Dark Knight, Batman himself. I have. Okay. I've been wondering what's up with that. Rob, what were you saying? I I hadn't been wondering about it, but I had actually heard about this, I think, last week, and I was like... All right, so let me defend my friend Robert Pattinson. Yeah, there we go. Okay. 
who is your new Batman. Mr. Pattinson well, has well, been like, working. Hashtag not my Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hashtag not my Batman. Oh, man. So he's been working ever since Twilight, you know, really busting his ass and doing, you know, a lot of indie films. And, and most recently, I think he was in which director's uh, Robert Eggers' second film called The Lighthouse along with Willem Dafoe where it's two men on a island with a lighthouse, you know, one of those small, like the only thing on the island is a light, lighthouse. Okay. And it's apparently amazing. Robert Pattinson puts in an amazing effort by all accounts. I can't wait to see it. I'm on board with it. And everyone who's, who's throwing dookie at this dude because he was in Twilight, look, you would have been too if they gave you that kind of money. So... Embrace it, I say, and let's get another good Batman movie because, come on, Ben Affleck wasn't just – he wasn't doing it for anybody. It wasn't Ben Affleck that was the problem. No, uh, Ben Affleck uh, actually did a fine job as Batman. I did, I did not have an issue with Ben Affleck's Batman The, the writing was bad and he did was, a, I thought he did a good job with it. Um, I don't – Yeah, the writing I don't was mind the, the Pattinson thing because if you guys look back at the exact same press that was given to like Michael Keaton or Heath Ledger as in their respective roles – People hated that too. So I think that Robert Patton's going to do it. I think you need a certain type of face to like work with the, the bat cow because it has to be a little more angular. I think he's got that. The bat cow? The bat cowl. C-O-W-L. Ah. So Rob, you were making some noises there. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I not sure how you feel about it. Well, I kind I, of I kind I of am, know, but what do you I'm think? I'm not a huge fan of this casting. Um, and, and maybe it's... Very superficial to me, but I really don't think he's got the look of either a Batman or Bruce. I think he's got more of a Flash look. Um, are, are you talking in terms of like it, it, how physically fit he is? Yeah, because I yeah. think he, I think he's got to go under the uh, Christian Bale regimen. He's, he's got to put on some weight and he's got to pack mm-hmm. on some pounds, definitely, yeah. if he wants to play Batman. Um, but he's got to pack on pounds of muscle. I should, and I haven't <laughs> fat Batman. A fat Batman, yeah. Fat I man. haven't, I haven't seen. <laughs> That's the next costume at MegaCon. <laughs> there we go. Fat Thor was this year. Next year it'll be Fat Man. Um, I, and I have to be honest, I haven't, I can't really knock his acting ability because I haven't seen too much of his stuff other than like Harry Potter or Twilight, and I'm ashamed. But I haven't seen too much of his acting other than that. But I. From what I've seen, I haven't seen anything that leads me to believe that he can actually play Batman. But you know, dead well, silence. I, I'm guessing nobody really agreed with that. No, I'm willing I was, to give him a I shot. I was looking at his like I haven't seen anything he's been in since Harry Potter. Let I mean, me let me watch the Lighthouse and then I'll tell you. How about that? Like he's been in a bunch of stuff, but a lot of there's you know like romantic movies. He was actually in a movie called The Lost City of Z, which which is actually a book I wanted to read and I didn't know they made a movie. But yeah, I haven't seen. Too much of his recent stuff. So I'm not, this is eventually going to be a rant that I'm going to have is, of course, they announce it and immediately there's a petition going on that 15,000 people are like telling Warner Brothers to read whatever. Just like all the people, but people like there's also people saying to change the end of what uh, what movie? Of Game of Thrones and refilm it and do a petition about this. And there's, there's like Mm -hmm. 18,000 people that signed a petition to bring Iron Man back to life because. Really? You're butthurt because a character had a good ending, a good emotional ending? Get over it. The actor wants to do other things. The story came to a good ending. But in retrospect, 18,000 people signing that petition with how many millions of people actually... Well, that was only on the first day, but yeah. Oh. Like, this was two days ago that I saw it, but, like, it's stupid. Don't... Someday I'll be angry about that and talk about it, but um, I'm okay with casting, personally. And uh, I I got a couple bits of news. All right, what you got? Yeah, well, I mean, I've got some, some news. I've got some happy news for myself. Okay, one of my all-time favorite shows that I can watch at any given time, usually like around bedtime, is Good Eats on the Food Network yes. and, and uh, Food Channel. And Good Eats, I, if you've not seen it, you should see it. It's basically a science and cooking and explanation show. They talk about the history of food. They talk about how to cook things, different ways to cook things, everything you could possibly want. There's examples. There's giant models of food. It's just awesome. And that's uh, with another Alistair, is it not? Uh, Alton. Alton Brown. Alton. Yes. Okay. So I mixed Alistair and Elton. Uh, yeah, which is all of our uh, all of our names. In this all of our topics. Of, yeah. Uh, 
So it left about five years ago because Alton Brown wanted to do a couple other things, uh, hosting some of the other Food Network shows, Iron Chef, Cutthroat Kitchen, things like that. But they have been recording new episodes of Good Eats. It is called Good Eats The Return. It will be back Sunday, August 25th at 10 p.m. And I will be there. Nice. Well, in front of my television. I won't actually be there because that's in Georgia. We don't go to Georgia. Well, that's less cool. But nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of returns, just another real quick thing. Uh, Deadwood actually came back with a movie randomly. Uh, 13 years after the finale of the TV show Deadwood on HBO, they did bring back the beloved TV show. It's, yeah, it's a beloved TV show. Some people would say it's the best show ever. I had a really hard time with that show. Like I tried to watch it on multiple occasions. So I'm not, that's one of the reasons I I didn't review the movie because I watched it and I kind of got it, but there were some parts that I was like, huh? Uh, different speech patterns, which are probably accurate, but. Um, it was one of those shows that kind of really got the HBO HBO ball rolling. And the movie came back. It tied up loose ends. Apparently, everyone that was a fan of Deadwood and then saw the movie said that it did really good things with the characters. Hmm. Um, but I am pretty much have my pulse on what's going on on TV, and this randomly showed up. So I didn't – so there are people that probably watch Deadwood that don't know that this happened. So you might want to check it out. It's about an hour and 30 minutes, maybe two hours. And all of the original cast is back, except for a couple of people that actually died in real life, uh, Powers Booth being one of them. So if you liked Deadwood, uh, you might want to check out the movie. If you're interested in Deadwood, you are able to watch it without knowing anything about the show. So okay. it is available. All right. Well, that's good. Rob, do you have anything? I have something, and it's a new animated series, which I'm I'm curious to see. I'd like to see how it, how it shakes out. Um, I haven't really looked at any information about it yet. But apparently Netflix has issued a request for an animated series based on Magic the Gathering. Hmm. And one of the reasons I'm kind of excited about it is that it's being headed by the Russo brothers. Ooh. Whoa. I didn't know that. So there is a strong possibility that it could end up being very good. And I'm kind of wondering how they're going to do it. I'm I'm guessing they're going to follow the, the path of some of the planes. So... And I, I'm not even really sure how to describe plane. Planeswalkers uh, are kind of yeah. like allies that you can that you can use, and they have abilities and stuff that you can use in your game. Yeah, they're like bosses. They, essentially, yeah. I think the images all look pretty cool. Oh, the, I, that's one of the things I love about Magic is the artworks. A oh, lot yeah, of the beautiful. artwork is absolutely amazing. I think that uh, handles it for uh, news. I think so. I think it's time for snap decisions. Guys, all Elite Wrestling, AEW had their first pay-per-view this weekend. Topping ECW's highest selling pay-per-view and smashing any TMNA slash Impact pay-per-view ever, AEW is looking like a legitimate contender. Yes. So with nearly 100,000 pay-per-views, um, that – okay, so when I was a kid, that – I, I feel like the WrestleManias and things like that would get so much more, but they're streaming now and there's like piracy, but that's apparently a lot. It, it tripled money in the bank. That's pretty good. So do you think that it will be able to topple the WWE stranglehold on wrestling? Haha, <laughs> stranglehold. Uh, I like it. I like it. All right. I see what you Thank did you. there. What do you guys think? Do you think there will ever be a contender to the WWE? Because by all accounts, this thing did things creatively that the WWE hasn't done. Do you want to go first, Rob, or shall I? So, such as? Uh, well, one, they reintroduced blood, which which WWE has pulled away. Uh, two, they focused, I think, I, I didn't see it, mind you. They focused more on the technical skill of wrestling versus humor and ridiculous storylines. Okay. Um, now, there was some emotional storylines attached, but it wasn't like all of a sudden, you know someone is sleeping with a corpse that they've done in WWE or like random, just silly storylines that certain people in charge of WWE really like to push on wrestlers that were previously considered serious. So things like that, just uh, innovative moves, giving people themselves more creative control, like the actual wrestlers versus telling them every single thing that they're supposed to be doing. Just those are some of the complaints that I heard. Uh, and fo- and again, focusing on the wrestling versus trying to sell video games, trying to sell T-shirts, showing what, you know, spending a lot of time showing what happened in the past. 
Um, I guess I can, I'll just segue right into my opinion on this. Um, Go for it. WWE has a lot of money and a lot of foothold and they have, they have crushed or purchased everything that has come up, um, or absorbed everything's come up. AEW also has a lot of money. Uh, the owner is Shot Khan. He owns, uh, he owns the, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. He owns a bunch of other stuff, obviously. I think another sports franchise and this. So they're, they're good to go. Uh, they also have TNT. It, they're going to be on TNT very soon. And I think as for wrestling fans, I think it's a good thing. And I, I think that there will be, of course, the what's better WCW versus WWE, of course, which they had in the past. But, you know, there's also the what is better now AEW versus WWE. And I think just as the fans, it's going to push both of these promotions to do the best. And for us, it's going to be good. I'm saying us as fans, not that I really sure. watch all that much. But um, it's going to be a good thing. I don't think it'll topple it. I think it'll cause the WWE to make some changes. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's going to be a very strong contender. And I do think that it's going to eat into the overall market of WWE. But let's be honest. I mean, that's on what... Wrestling is on, what, three days a week, technically, uh, during pay-per-view weeks and two days a week, whatever. And I think the true fans of wrestling are going to watch every day of the week if they can. So they don't care. You know, I'm sure days that wrestling is not on, they're on YouTube watching old matches. Yeah, and that's actually a loop I find myself in quite often, watching old wrestling matches that, you know, I thought were very technical, that were very entertaining to watch. And it's kind of the same. Have you guys ever watched anything from lucha underground i did because okay, of someone those are amazing for. so if mm -hmm. we have you know this new breed of wrestling promotions coming in focusing on the wrestling with these you know storylines that kind of make sense um there's i i stopped watching the wwe when they started doing lingerie matches and and just you know these just dumb things so I stopped going to Rob's house when he started trying to get me to do laundry yeah. matches with him. Uh, and I was very disappointed yeah, well, that, that is, you, you quit so easily. It was, about, it was about time that I finally told you the real reason I stopped going over. So on the roster for AEW, we have people like John Moxley, who is uh, formerly Dean Ambrose. We've got Kenny Omega, who is absolutely massive. Um, he, and not in terms of physical stature, but in terms of popularity, uh, overseas, he is mm -hmm. huge. People have been, uh, you know, online saying that if Kenny Omega came to the WWE, then things would change so much for the better, but he is sticking with AEW. It seems we've got jungle boy who is a uh, Luke Perry. son, actually, uh, Cody Rhodes is in oh. there. Uh, he got done really dirty to buy, by the WWE and even uh, Dustin, uh, Dustin Runnels, who is uh, his brother or Dustin Rhodes. I'm sorry. Uh, Gold Dust is in the promotion. So uh, this could make me a fan. I have yet to see um, any of the matches here, but if they're taking wrestling seriously and they're doing all these physical things, uh, whereas the WWE, I think, has kind of just been focused on lazy matches with dumb storylines recently. And uh, one of the biggest draws in the EW, Chris Jericho is in there. So um, it, yeah. I, I think it's a definite, definite threat. And uh, I think it's something that I might enjoy. Did you mention the, did you mention the Rhodes brothers? There was some, did, there was yes. actually some big news. Oh, okay. that just came what, through. what is that? Okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, unrelated to wrestling at all, but it just popped up on my phone. Uh, apparently I go to some weird websites, but, uh, YouTube has officially deleted the channel of Varg Vikernes for too much racist <laughs> and uh, <laughs> anti-Semitic and anti-Semitic. Ah, uh, you dumb bastard! Because it because they are actually because YouTube is finally actually paying attention to their uh, hate speech oh, policy. That's funny. Is finally Good. deleting hate speech of all time of all types, which it makes sense. Good. So bye bye bye, bye, -bye Christian racist church burning piece of shit. Yes. Sorry. Rob, what do you think? Off the top rope right there. Boom. <laughs> um, I think that it could WWE given some time. If they have if they have the opportunity to basically plant their feet, get prepared, set up a, a legitimate roster so that so that, you know, a large portion of their roster isn't, you know, guys that are over the hill mm -hmm. uh like like uh, I'll be honest, Tommy Drew. Because I just saw him on the clip and I'm like, how is this? He's forty eight. Um yeah, that's that is ancient in wrestling. Gold dust is fifty. 
well, whatever he, I know. Is, he is now. So, so if they can get some legitimate talent, if they can, you know, build their roster and keep catering to the fans that they have appealed to so far, they could, they could contend with the WWE. At this point, I, I would, I would guess that they would contend up until the point where they make Vince McMahon change some of the way he does business, which would then bring the people back to WWE because let's face it. I mean, I think WWE has got a a bigger bank right now as far as, as far as it's concerned. And they also have the bigger connections. So, and a lot of the name recognition, because like my wife knows who John Cena is. Thank you. (laughs) So, so, I mean, Given a little, given a couple years, perhaps they could contend. Right now, I just think that it will cause McMahon. To, they'll they'll have to scramble to try and find a way counteract. I think that does it. That does it for a snap decision, guys. You are already listening to a podcast. You clearly like podcasts, and there is an app out there that can actually pay you for listening to podcasts. It is called Podcoin. So we are on Podcoin. All of the major podcasts are on Podcoin. Well, all the other major podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, they're on Podcoin, and what it does is for every for as you listen to the podcast, you get points. Those points can be turned in for stuff like Amazon cards, Starbucks gift cards. Yeah. Uh, so, are you telling me that I can get money for listening to a podcast? I am telling you that, and you know what else <gasps> you can do if you are a good person, unlike oh, me. Oh shit, I'm out. Yeah, me neither, <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Okay, well, if, uh, uh, if at least one of you guys out there is yeah, a good person, you can turn those points into money for charity, and you can pick your favorite charity to donate your listening points to as well. Uh, Podcoin, it is available on all of the major cell phone OSs. It is an app. It is free. You just go in, you sign up, and here's the deal. If you want to start off with 300 Podcoin, which is, I, I think, enough to get started on some of these gift cards. But anyway, so what, what you do is you sign up, with Podcoin, you get the app, log in, do whatever. But when it asks you how you heard about Podcoin, what you do is you put in the code five F I V E, which coincidentally is part of the name of our podcast. That's so easy, guys. Hush your mouth. And you get three hundred Podcoin just for that. Yeah. So uh, that really helps us. That really helps you guys. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you, got you out there, Podcoin, for uh, bringing us new listeners. Yeah, Podcoin, rad stuff. Well, guys, this year, uh, overall, within the past year like of time. The last 12 months. Yeah, within the last 12 months, we have gotten two music biographies, so to speak. We, of course, got Bohemian Rhapsody, which won a ton of awards, had accolades. I still think it had a lot of editing issues, but I did enjoy it. And this past weekend, we had Rocket Man come out, uh, starring Taron Edgerton. It's the story of um, Elton John, so Taron Edgerton, who was starring as Elton. Jamie Bell as Bernie Taupin, Richard Madden, who's playing John Reed, and uh, Bryce Dower- Dallas Howard as Sheila, who is Elton's mom or Reginald Dwight's mom. Uh, before this movie came out, Taron Edgerton, who you probably know as uh, Eggsy from uh, Kingsman, or uh, he was the voice yep. of the singing gorilla in Sing, amongst other things. He talked a lot about how this wasn't really a biopic, mm-hmm. and he's mostly right. Now, it does tell the story and key moments of his life, but there are certain things that are out of place musically, and there's a lot of stuff that, uh, Rob, like your complaint with uh, Aladdin, where all of a sudden she was singing and, like, dusting people. You know, she, uh, Jasmine's dusting people. Yeah. So, like, some of your complaints with that, it's, in this, they are very clear early on that this is a musical, and that when all of a sudden he walks out into, you know, the typical British street, you know, with, like, the the little houses with the fences in front and stuff that you see a lot in like Harry Potter and stuff. When he walks out onto the street and everyone starts dancing, you're like, okay, this is a musical. This is going to take liberties with visuals. So um, basically it takes Elton John's story through his childhood when he was you know, known as Reginald Dwight, his actual name, uh, through all of the creative pro- productivity in the seventies, which like we kind of grew up in the late seventies, these two of us did. So I think that for, for us, the, extreme popularity of Elton John was sort of lost by the time that we actually grasped onto music until of course the Lion King. And it was like, and there's a couple songs in your like early to mid eighties, like I'm yes. still standing the 1970s where dinosaurs roamed the earth. Yes, exactly. Where I mean, he had, I think it was eight gold albums in four years. Ooh. Yeah. 
something like that. I, I couldn't find the number again, but I saw it earlier today. So I might have screwed up the number like seven gold albums in four years, but it was a lot. Uh, eventually, of course, ended up getting into drugs and stuff like that. There was a big problem with the fact that he was, in fact, gay in a country that gay being gay would put you in jail. Um, so it was still illegal. So there was a lot of problems with that. And the fact that his showmanship led people to assume things which were correct, but he couldn't actually ever come out. So when he was on stage, he was more himself than when he wasn't on stage. And that did lead to some drug problems, I think. So there's actually some I really enjoyed the movie. I'm not going to you guys could definitely see it or read books about him if you wanted to know too much about want to know a lot of his about his life. But they did a really interesting thing with the way it was done. And I think that Taron Egerton was wonderful as this. He completely became Elton John throughout the whole thing. And I think that he made a movie that would probably be a B to B plus movie into mm-hmm. an A minus to A just based on his acting. Huh. And there is the opening sequence. He walks into like he like flings open the door and he's wearing like one of his stage costumes, which is like a, dev- a demon costume with like big like sequin horns and like a wings, stuff like that. He like uh-huh. throws open the door and he's walking down this hallway that looks and of course, it looks like he either just came off of stage or he's walking onto stage, but like in the lights behind him. So you can kind of see a silhouette. But as he's walking, just the, the body language immediately leads me to believe like, oh, he's not happy. And it's just the body language. And that's really good acting. Um, and as he comes towards the camera, you realize he's like looks kind of distraught and he's actually walking into Alcoholics Anonymous. And he like flops down on the chair and like, oh, and that's kind of how the movie starts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, but just the act, like from that point on, I was kind of sucked in. And apparently that's, I think that might actually be a true story because he did basically walk off stage at the end of a show at Madison Square Garden and walk right into rehab. But I, d- but it's, there are differing conversations about whether or not he was still in like costume. So gotcha. I don't know about that stuff. There's a lot of little things in there that definitely are played for um, shock value, I guess. I yeah. Um, so they're not, they're definitely not shy with touching upon Elton John being homosexual from his early experiences. They show him losing his virginity, um, with a guy named John Reed. And I thought this was really interesting because John Reed is also in Bohemian Rhapsody, at least someone playing John Reed. Okay. Uh, John Reed was, um, the guy, did you guys see Bohemian Rhapsody? I have not. I not, not yet. You did, bro? I did not. Oh, okay. Well, John Reed is in Bohemian Rhapsody, is played by, um, Oh, uh, Aiden Gillen, who is Littlefinger from Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. And he is the one that tells Freddie Mercury that maybe you should go solo and then gets fired for it and all this stuff. Um, he is shown as, yes, being a, having uh, Freddie Mercury's, I guess, life. in Like, he cares about what Freddie Mercury is doing, but maybe a little bit too much. Whereas in the other movie, the same exact person is portrayed by Richard Madden, who is played by uh, is played by Richard Madden. Who is Rob Stark in Game of Thrones? So they're both played by Game of Thrones actors. He's alive. Yeah, and he is a basically all business, and he treats Elton John just like a prop or a like. Look, you go out there, do your little dance, sing your little songs, and I'll make sh- I'll take care of the money. So I think this movie is really good if you want to know if you want to know more about Elton John. It's not a straightforward mm-hmm. documentary, but nothing about Elton John's performances in life really was. If you like, so if you like music documentaries, I highly suggest it. If you like musicals, it's actually a good musical. I'm not a musical fan, but I thought Mm -hmm. on the outside looking in, it was good. I thought the editing, there's one particular part where it's early in the movie where I thought the editing from just that part was better than anything in Mm. Bohemian Rhapsody except for the end performance. And it's Uh a young Elton John, probably 10 or so. He's playing at a bar, which is true. And he's playing like classical type stuff on the piano. And uh, people are heckling briefly. And his his mom or grandma is like, why don't you play that song that we like? And it's it's not really Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting because that wasn't written yet. But he goes into that and he kind of jumps out of the side window of the bar. So think like the pub from uh, the zombie movie. So he kind of jumps out of the, the side. Winchester. Yeah, it looks like the Winchester. So he jumps out of the side window as he's as like everyone's kind of fighting around him. And he goes and it kind of like if the camera kind of follows him through a bunch of situations. And then as the camera pans back to him playing the piano again. He's now older, so they they progress time throughout that song, and nice. the editing was so well done that I was like, okay, this this editor I think was was better than the other one, and I think the other pro- there's other issues there. Um, 
I thought the other one real last thing, I thought it was really interesting because Elton John apparently could play anything he heard. Uh, and they touch on that a lot where he doesn't really learn to play music. He just, he'll hear it, play a couple keys, then be able to figure it out. And apparently that is actually true. So they make it seem like it's this crazy skill, but he could do it. And so he goes into like, a, a, yeah, cool. he goes into like a music conservatory and someone, someone's playing, I forget what it is, some really fast, something like that. Um, like Flight of the Bumblebee. It's like Flight, yeah, it's something fast like that. And he's playing it as he walks in and she goes, okay, show me what you got. And he starts playing it and then he stops. And she's like, well, why'd you stop? He's like, well, because that's when you stopped. And apparently that's also true. Like, wow, that's cool. Huh. Um, I suggest seeing it. It's a good movie. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Go see it. So opening day, rental. I mean, you said you suggest people go see it. So, like, Tuesday, maybe? Um, yeah, I, w- I would say. What do you say to people who aren't fans of Elton John? Well, I'm not actually a fan of Elton John. Mm-hmm. Much of one. I like the 80s stuff. But I would say see it like a matinee. I think it'd be a, a good movie to okay. see on, like, a Sunday matinee. Or it's a. Something like that. You know, I'm thinking you need to see it. So you don't you need, need to, to rush out on opening on day. A, yeah, or like a Saturday yeah. night, because that's all right uh, with me. Those are those Thank are you. fighting words right there. Appreciate it. I'll be here all Jimmy night. Jimmy can feel the love tonight. But anyway, you know what time it is. Kind of like a candle in yes. the wind. You know what time it is? What time is it? Did you fart? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, that Godzilla roar is going to take us into our next topic. <laughs> which oh, is Godzilla King of Monsters. Uh, I'll stop now. I'm stopping. Are you, are you done? Yeah, I'm t- oh, on, on one more. There, there. Okay, uh, sorry, continue. All right, so this film is directed by Michael Daugherty, uh, the director for Krampus and Trick or Treat. Woohoo! Stars Kyler, or Kyle Chandler, Vera Farmigia. Farmigia? Yeah, something like that. Millie Bobby Brown, who's 11 from Stranger Things. Ken Watanabe. 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 Charles, usually it's you who's butchering the name. Charles Dance, Bradley Whitford, O'Shea Jackson Jr., and Z. Do you know who O'Shea Jackson Jr. is? That is uh, Baby Baby Ice Cube. Do you know who Charles Dance is? Also Baby Ice Cube. Yes. No, he's Tywin (laughs) Lannister. Yes. Yes. So this is a sequel to the 2014 movie Godzilla. And we see a couple of the Godzilla regulars. I, I, I mean, I never really followed Godzilla, so I don't know if they were regulars, but I know that these are all people that he's fought at one time or another in yeah. the history of Godzilla. But we really only had like four main roles counting Godzilla. Th- this and movie- uh, speaking of, sp- stay tuned. Uh, Jimmy will be starting his own History of Godzilla podcast, which will be available soon to you. That's nice. incorrect. Well, that's less. Someone should do it. Someone do that. Do it, someone. Yeah. But anyway, the monsters featured in this movie were Godzilla, Ghidra? Ghidra, yeah. Ghidra? Yeah. Uh, King Ghidra, I believe. Yeah, Rodan and Mothra. Those were the four main monsters. There there were a couple of others that made cameos. Like, I think Gamera had a cameo. I believe one was a spider. Yeah, there was a spider creature. I think the bug creatures from the last movie actually had a cameo as well. Yeah, they did. They did. So if he destroyed them, I'm confused as to how they're still around. You and your logic. I know. Yeah. I know. But that that gets into my whole problem with the movie. I'll, I'll save that. I'll save that for later. But I want to get we're, your. We're, I think we're we're switching here. I think because oh, I, I I don't remember if we actually re, if we actually talked about the original Godzilla on here, but I know we talked about it in person. I think we actually saw it together. If I remember correctly, and it's entirely possible. I, some of, some of the conversation about the first one, at least what I remember about the first one, is it was kind of enjoyable, but it went more for stylistic points than actually showing Godzilla until the very end, which I thought was very problematic, considering what you go see those movies for. And there was a lot left to coincidence, particularly an entire city falling, and then the main characters happening upon the people they were looking for, amongst all of the rubble and stuff. So that is. Uh-huh. A little bit of a problem. I might have been in a very good mood when I saw this because I actually enjoyed it quite a bit, although did run into some of those problems. And there was definitely a whole lot of movie uh, fluff fluff and plot that didn't really need to be there. And uh, or make sense. A giant MacGuffin sci fi device that just is there basically to push the plot along. Uh That is the the, with the Orca, I believe this like device that can talk to the monsters and either calm them down or make them happy. 
And I think the other problem is the main one of the main characters that who's doing something so completely insane for a completely insane reason that doesn't make sense at all. Right. So that's where I, that's where I was. But I actually enjoyed the movie quite a bit because of giant monster battles that actually did occur later in the film. Yeah, well, so, Rob, you, I, the, the special effects were nice. The, the design for the creatures was very good. I can't complain too much on that. And I, here's where I kind of feel like a hypocrite because if you remember the, what was it? 2004, the one with Matthew Broderick yeah, yeah. with Matthew Broderick. One of the biggest complaints I remember hearing about that movie was that there was, okay. and my response to that was always, and will likely always be, it's frigging Godzilla. You don't need plot. You need a monster destroying a city for like an hour and 30 minutes. And then and military people... trying to stop it. Right. That is a Godzilla movie. That is the plot. That is really kind of all you need. So if you're going to a Godzilla movie looking for a plot, shame on you. You also need quite a few Asian people running down a street screaming Godzilla. Yes. Because I think yes. every one of those movies has to have that. This one didn't actually. It, Ooh, it did I not. I my review. It it did not, but I I did I did very much enjoy the little nod that uh, what was it Jurassic Park two gave to that as as the T Rex yeah, yeah. was let loose on Los Angeles and all the Asian tourists were running away from the T Rex. Yeah, as, yeah, I, right I immediately sat in the theater was going Godzilla Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that all of that being said, if you're gonna do a Godzilla movie and you're gonna shove plot down our throat, make sure it doesn't suck. <laughs> I mean. They spent what, like an hour and a half, setting up for the final battle between Godzilla and Ghidorah, and there really wasn't a lot of monster battling to be seen in this movie because it was all of them and their stupid plot of them releasing the monsters because you know humans are a virus and we need to wipe out the virus and that's the only way that we can save the planet is by destroying it and and we talked about it when we saw the trailer that i was like man this trailer doesn't make any sense so they release the monsters and then they have to release godzilla to save them from the monsters that they've released well, oh the my guys, god what the a bad guys release the monsters and then the good right. guys are like well we need to now i guess yeah wake up godzilla for to fight back yeah and and uh, the good guys are the bad guys and the bad guys are kind of the good. They're not really the good bad guys, but it's like, it doesn't make any sense, but everybody wants the orca. And I'm like, what the F dude, this is, this is stupid. Just give me monsters fighting. What did I come to this movie for? And for like an hour and a half, you got, you got nothing. I mean, you've got some scenes where the monster, where like Rodan is chasing the plane and, you know, out, out flies the plane and, but somehow they get away because Godzilla saves them, but you don't even get to see that fight. That fight happens almost entirely underwater. And then they blow up the monsters and you know, Godzilla's dead and oh, then he's not dead. And it's like, really, it's a Godzilla movie. Is it that hard to get a monster fight until like the last 10 minutes of the movie? I think it was like the last 30 minutes. I don't think it was that long. It wasn't that long. They did this thing where they mentioned like these underwater channels that these like monsters are using to move around very quickly. And like, yeah, the hollow earth theory. Yeah. Like it kind of made, they kind of went back to it, but like they made it seem like it was going to be a bigger thing than possible. And I think it was really just like a way to explain away the fact that like all of a sudden these things are in one country and then another country and then another country within, within 10 minutes. Yeah. There's like little things like that or all of a sudden like the one monster that somehow is a hurricane, a tropical storm. It's like, wait, what? Why? Like, it doesn't need to be. Just let it be a monster with lightning and stuff like that. Like, it doesn't need to move around like a hurricane because they're like, they're like, well, we're tracking it. But all of a sudden a tropical storm has appeared. Did it rock you like a hurricane? It did rock me like a hurricane. It it did not. Yeah. Thank you. Now, I enjoyed the movie more than Rob. Apparently, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna give me a Godzilla movie, you give me a Godzilla movie. You need to give me more fighting than just like ten to twenty minutes at the end of it. I need more monsters. I need more monster on monster action. This movie had no monster on monster action. That is exactly what you want. You know, some of that giant battle did basically destroy much of Boston. So there's a I don't know ninety percent chance that Tom Brady was killed. See, so now what is your opinion of the movie? If they can show me his broken body, it will go up a couple points. Okay. I'm okay with that. And Jimmy, what did you think? Uh, I did not see it. No, you didn't miss much. Okay. Well, now I know. And 
that's why we talk the about these things. Yeah, no, I I really no interest in seeing it now. I I might catch it on Redbox, but if I did, it's an enjoyable watch. It's definitely a a good light. Greg watch. liked it. I yeah, did. I me, didn't like, but you, like you're saying, I didn't need all the plot. And I'll so here's here's your spoiler thing. So Vera mm-hmm. Farmiga, she plays the wife, the ex wife of Kyle Chandler, who's like mm-hmm. the the scientist that kind of went off and of course was working with with wolves and stuff and pack attitudes and things. So she has come up with a device that she that at the beginning of the movie you think she's using to pacify these creatures, but it mm-hmm. turns out she's actually one of the bad guys. But her the reasoning is that Godzilla killed her kid in the first movie, which I don't remember happening, but apparently it did. So Godzilla killed her kid in the first movie. And now she's kind of working with Charles Dance's character to unleash all of these monsters to destroy, destroy the planet to make it safer for the future generations, because that's what she thinks her kid might've wanted. Yeah. sounds perfectly reasonable. Like, yeah, it doesn't. And like Millie Bobby Brown is kind of working with her, but at some point you see her texting with her, or trying to email her father saying like, I'm worried about mom, but she's like all on board with her mom's plan. And it's like, it doesn't really make sense at all. It's all right. Well, so this movie sounds really dumb. Yep. And we'll just wait for Godzilla versus King Kong and hope. Oh yeah. So that is the other thing. There is a lot of hints to that at the end of the movie. There is a lot of movie clips about Kong Island or what is the Island called? Skull Island. Skull Skull Island. Island. So Skull Island is taught. There's a lot of images of it images from the first movie early on in the movie when they talk about these creatures existing they talk about skull island so it's and, definitely going to happen if this actually this movie didn't make as much money as they thought so it might be a problem but and d- during the credits there we're we're actually i'm hesitant to say this because i think they'll end up screwing it up and and forcing more stupid plot down our throat but they're they're actually setting up like a uh like a giant monsters west side story kind of thing because they said that that Several of the monsters are flocking towards Skull Island, so King Kong's going to have his own his own posse. No, I, I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's King Kong's going to kind of have the Shrek type opinion, like get the hell out of my island, leave me alone. Uh huh. That's what I think is going to how it's going to happen. Or I think King Kong's going to be like pissed, like because he just wants to be left alone. Right, but they're flocking to his island. Yeah. And Godzilla has his loyal followers because he's king of them. And I, I think we might get like a West Side Story kind of thing. We got the Jets and the Sharks here. And yeah, Moth, we got Mothra, who's they found an egg at the end of the thing. So yeah. I, I'm in. I'm on board for more giant monster movies. I'm on board. I'm on board if they give us what I go to a Godzilla movie to see. For God's sake, give me monster on monster action. That's what I want. Sounds so dirty when you say it. It, it really does. Not it? comfortable with that. Okay, that that takes us to the end of our Godzilla. Uh, Rob says maybe see it on Redbox, right? Yeah, I, I'm down. I'm down with the if you're in a good mood and want to see something kind of on a big screen, I would suggest the matinee, which is I think what I did. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, no, I got a, I got a free ticket, so I, I got to see it for free. Oh, the, there you go. Yeah, the highest I would the highest I would rate it would be a um, what is it the dollar theater or the five dollars day, whatever it is. Well, well, I'm closing us out here. Yes, so that brings us to our Give Me Five question of the week, and that is, what are the best giant movie, uh, best giant monster movies that you've seen? Not the best giant movies, but giant monster movies. And as is with tradition, I will go first. You should go first. Go. You should go I first. will. My number five is Kong Skull Island. Much better movie than it's been given credit for sounds like a lot better than the Godzilla movies you guys talked about. My number four is Tremors. Number three is The Mist, where we see like giant tentacles for monsters. We don't actually ever see them in their full form, but I think it's a great movie. Great adaptation of the Stephen King novel. My number two, Pacific Rim. And number one is Troll Hunter. A Swedish film, I believe, found footage, correct? Yeah. Yeah, very good. Um, they like made it into a weird kids show on Netflix now, but weird. definitely check out the original. It's fantastic. If you're a, fla- a fan of the Blair Witch Project or found footage films, you'll definitely enjoy it. I well, actually bought that and own it, but I didn't realize it was a found footage. Yeah, you have our time with us. I yeah. Hate those. You should yeah, give sorry. it to Jimmy. You should. Well, I, I'm going to 
I'm a little more traditional with my giant monster movie. Okay. So first of all, just getting back to what Rob does, I think the giant monster movie genre in general is just super fun, super cool. Uh, you know, makes for good toys, makes for good visuals, and also makes for good ridiculous movies to cover on Mystery Science Theater, which is where I got introduced to most of them. So that being said, my number five is Gamera versus Guiron. From 1969, Gamera is a giant turtle who flies by pulling his legs into his body, and he spins around in circles with jet engines coming out of his leg holes. Okay, yeah. Awesome. If you look up Gamera versus Guiron on, for like an, uh, on like an image search on Google, you will see most likely a uh, GIF. I always forget which one it is now. Of GIF. Gamera. Yes, that. Of Gamera holding onto a bar and doing, I guess, like a – what is it like the parallel bars or something in uh, in uh, gymnastics and doing flips? Yeah, the high bar, high bar. Yeah, yeah, the high bar one doing flips. Uh, it is currently on our Instagram page, and it just makes me happy. Uh, number four, going to where it some of the God, the giant you know, Japanese movies began. That would be Godzilla from 1954, the original black and white fun movie. I haven't seen it in years, but it's there. King Kong Skull Island. I think everyone always says better than it was expected to be. It did great in the theater. It looked the trailers look good. It was good. So I'm not. I think some people that were like, "Why are they making another King Kong movie?" Um, it just took a different direction. It was good. Uh, yes. Pacific Rim, big robots fighting big monsters. Sign me up. And Guillermo del Toro. And Guillermo del Toro. And of course, my number one, kind of where it all started, King Kong. It's a monster movie. It's got classic effects. It's got love it's got tragedy it's got airplanes it's got a giant gorilla climbing up the empire state building a gorilla and, la, 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 la. yes and it's got uh stop motion king kong 1933 is my number awesome well my list begins where yours ended because i went ahead and gave the nod to king kong at spot number five the original kind of where it all started granted there was one that was before it, uh the lost world i believe it was it was in 1925 uh, black and white film, stop motion animation, but it did involve dinosaurs. So technically, I think as far as our as far as our list goes, King Kong is really kind of the first giant monster movie that we set forth in in the guidelines. Yeah, I think so. Being that that it had to be it had to be a larger version of something that was already or designed around something. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna start my list at number five with King Kong. At number four. Uh, it showed up actually on both of your lists. I'm going to do Pacific Rim. Just a very visually stunning movie. Very good. And the people in this movie have such strong infrastructure that every time a kaiju attacks, they can rebuild the city and there's no rubble within like a year. <laughs> and and everything is just rebuilt. It's, it is absolutely amazing. So, uh, na- nanobots. Na- exactly. Exactly. Nanobots. So at number four, I've got Pacific Rim. At number three is a movie that showed up actually on Jimmy's list that I really, really enjoyed. It's just a fun movie starring Kevin Bacon, and that's going to be Tremors. Oh, yes. Just just a, just a fun movie. Really, so, Some great one-liners in that movie as well. At number two, this is actually a movie that we reviewed on this show, and it showed up on both of your lists as well, and that's King Kong Skull Island. Nice. We, we actually, re- I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I remember us talking about this movie. Yeah. This, we've been doing it. So... Sure. We we actually reviewed this movie. We we had good things to say about it. I really enjoyed it. We love we love Samuel L. Jackson, but he's it's true. And at number one, I may have cheated a little bit, but they didn't get represented at all. It was a giant monster or several giant monsters, and the movie did center around them. I'm going with Rain of Fire. Ah, yeah. Oh, nice. That was a really good one. Very yeah. very Bale. yeah, very good gritty mm-hmm. movie. That the monster in question were a couple of very large dragons. Yeah, I just saw and that they were actually and they were actually pretty intelligent as well. So it yeah, added another layer. Not a really happy movie. No, but very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another one that didn't get on the list, but I feel like it, we should mention it because not a lot of people know about it. And if you like, if you gotten this far into the podcast and you like these kind of movies, uh, Shin Godzilla came out not too long ago. It is a Japanese one of the last Japanese Godzilla movies. Uh, came out mm-hmm. in two thousand sixteen. And it was the highest grossing live action Japanese film of 2016. Uh, it's it's very good. It, it is a completely different take on the Godzilla mythos and stuff like that. Uh, definitely worth a watch. I think you can find it on most streaming services. So Shin Godzilla, 
I, I suggest as well. And one of the things that I didn't really know until we started researching was that I wasn't sure who actually came first, King Kong or Godzilla. Oh, yeah. But it was it was definitely King Kong. Yeah. Godzilla didn't show up until we, um, well, dropped an atomic bomb and caused there to be radiation problems. In, yeah, sorry. But I, I also didn't know that that the that they actually ripped off King Kong for a lot of for several movies before they came. They had their own version of. Oh, that's interesting. There's got to be a cool story about like the just the Godzilla mythos and like a documentary about how those movies were made and all that stuff. I, I think would be interesting. Do believe there is one on? Uh, yeah. I could be wrong. But I think the guy that played Godzilla just passed away. Actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think that closes out the question. And uh, Jimmy, are oh, you? No. Oh, sorry. There's there's one more entrant. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. How did I forget? Don't forget Jubals, damn it. So I've got here uh J- one of our listeners, Jubals. Hello, Matt. Uh he has sent us a list. So as I have here a list today, Jubals. We've got his number five, Pacific Rim. Number four, Cloverfield. You don't see the mo- the monster a lot, but when you do, it's big. We've got Kong Skull Island at number three. Jurassic Park, which he wasn't the party to our rules when we were talking about this, as number two. And Godzilla Verse Mecha Godzilla as number one. That is also a very good entrant into the Godzilla mythos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very this nice. is going to end up causing me to buy a box set of Godzilla movies, which I really don't <laughs> want to do right now, but I have to. So, as you heard, those are our five for the top monster, giant monster. We would like to know what your top five monsters are. Are there any that we forgot? Are there any that you'd like us to check out? Is there anything that you'd like us to review? You can hit us up. You can search for us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod, or you can email us directly, Give Me Five Podcast at gmail.com. And remember, guys, as always, that is spelled out F I V E, not the number five. And please, 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 if you watch the show, if you enjoy the show, leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us stand out. And if you didn't enjoy the show, don't, don't, don't do anything. Just blame Greg. Blame Greg. And email us about what we should do to Greg. <laughs> uh, what, what's going on, guys? I was waving hey, the man. microphone for a second. How's it going? Hey, man. Oh, nothing. Okay. This you good. sounded like you might have been, I don't know, telling people to no, do terrible things to me. No, yeah. we wouldn't do that. Would we do that? No. I, I, no. Not you yes. guys. No. I mean, Definitely no, not. no. Yes. Please. We also have a store. If you're interested in any really cool Give Me Five swag, you can find us. Give me five podcast.threadless.com. Uh, Rob also sells his underpants on the internet. Sometimes. So you can, yeah. That's, Don't judge. That's... Don't you judge me with your judgy eyes. Yeah, right? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, $30 a pair. Buy two pairs for 50 It's nice. It's good. And and I think that might be something that Jimmy's going to rant about. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I mean, I there, can now. Is there anything that is grinding your gears? I got something to say. You know what really grinds my gears? Here's a man who would not take it anymore. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! I don't want to tell him what a dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotting-lit, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Yeah, man, something that really grinds my gears. Uh, when was the last time you guys have been to a gym? Oh my god, it's been forever. Have it? Well, uh, I actually did not like going to the gym, so I helped design one in my neighborhood, and it is opening on Saturday. That's very cool. Yeah, and I'm excited for you to see that. You know realization of that project. Um, and I really hope that it's not filled with these people. <laughs> so look, one thing that really bothers me when I get to the gym, man, it, it may be irrational, but it's people who carry around uh, gallon jugs of water. That's just something that really I'm like, okay, you're hydrated. Good for you. I, I don't know. Does that resonate with you guys at all? It's just something that bothers the hell out of me. You sound like such a- I know. I'm such an old man in a very young, in, beautiful In body. some ways, I do think it's there. People are doing it specifically so that people ask them why they're doing it. Like, hey, bro, 
Yeah, you got to stay hydrated. But we also had that one student that got me in trouble because he brought in one of those, the handle versions of the Gatorade bottle, the one that has like the extra plastic handle on top. Okay. The, is that a gallon or like a gallon and a half or whatever it is? He brought it into the classroom and I had stepped out of the classroom because I had to for mm-hmm. like re- course reviews and security saw this dude drinking this thing. So I was actually pissed off about that in general. Like, why do you need a giant jug of Gatorade and why are you drinking it over a computer? Yeah, that's my own. I, that's my own issue. I don't know. Just get a refillable bottle. Don't. I mean, I don't know. There's a there's thing. technically a gallon jug is a refillable bottle. Well, it is, <laughs> but when you come into the gym and you've got a koozie for your gallon, <laughs> like that says Crunch Bro or something on it, I'm like, seriously, whale on my pecs. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. There are other things, man. You know, if you get a plan, I fitness, think your I think your example in class the other day cracked me up. I thought that was the 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 picture girl. Oh yeah. So I've been to the gym, you know, several times, and I'm not trying to like be like, oh, I go to the gym, I'm better than you. But I yeah, we're not worried about that. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but people, dude, I've seen this so many times. People come to the gym and they're like brand new like 70 80 dollar outfits and they come in they take pictures in front of the machines and then they just leave <laughs> like you're seriously paying 10 to 20 dollars a month to come into the gym take a picture and leave for your instagram account that's all that that drives me insane hashtag sweat life yeah exactly they'll sit on the machine and they'll like have a friend there and they'll take a couple of pictures. Use the code uh, dumb piece of shit for 5% off on your next uh, order of spandex. Yeah. And then they're gone. Um, Other things. Lunking is a thing where people, you know, go to the free weight section, which is like, look guys, if you're there for, you know, just cardio or you're trying to have better fitness, stay away from the free weight session. Because those people are animals. That's like the zoo of the like gym. Because they're like throwing weights around. They're screaming and stuff like that. I'm just like, shut up. If I can hear you over my headphones, because I go to the gym with headphones on because I don't have to hear other people. Well, but that's what they want. They want people to hear them and look at them. It's it's yeah. all a peacock show. That's all it is. Yeah, and it's so stupid. Like, or... One more thing. People who go to the gym to do CrossFit. Now, we are going to review the show, what we are doing, what we do in the shadows. But um, if you guys (laughs) didn't know, Greg, you know where I'm going with this. I do. If you you guys didn't know, CrossFit gyms are filled with virgins because (laughs) all they do is talk about CrossFit. And if you're sitting there and you're like just doing your CrossFit thing and you're hogging up a machine uh, with another person who has learned about CrossFit but can't afford it because CrossFit CrossFit gyms are like super expensive, like fuck off. Like go do it somewhere else. Take that, poor people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I I know that sounds bad, but – I know what you mean, though, because other people paid for the gym. And- yeah, I come into the gym, and I'm like, I want to use that machine, but you're doing your little stupid CrossFit thing. and, for and you're minutes. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, uh, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll go on the treadmill and get my steps in on my Fitbit. But uh, just don't be a dick when you go to the gym. Like, it's not a peacock show. Like, Well, but see, that's... That's all I've ever seen it be, a peacock show. People go yeah. there to be seen and to show off. Yeah. yeah, and don't fucking come up to me and be like, oh, hey, man, you need help with your technique? No, fuck you. <laughs> he has a very different gym experience than me. But then again, I go to the gym uh, and I know uh, that there's going to be no one else there. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want people. When you go to the gym when nobody else is there, that's when somebody's going to come up to you and offer their physical training services yeah, that's, to you. That's a large reason of why I stopped going to the gym and started just Yeah. So work out at home guys. Gym environment. Yeah. It's it's pretty toxic. I don't I don't know. Yeah. So that's my rant. Um guys, thank you so much for listening tonight and every night and we really appreciate your feedback. So hit us up and keep an eye on our feed later this week 
when we will release an interview with Aaron Malkin and Alistair Knowles. They're from the performance company James and Jamesy, which is a participatory theater experience. And they actually invite their audiences to uh, participate in their brand of theater. Looking forward to interviewing them. And you should see that pop up later in the week that this episode came out. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. I think I really think the movie was good and it was a musical and you guys know how. What, why are you laughing? Jimmy got up to go get a beer and left his. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. I heard him in the background, opening the fridge, clearing his throat. <clears> throat> <laughs> we'll cut that part out. At seven twelve, there was a beer run. Anyway. Yeah, I advertise something I don't, I don't believe it. That's why I only use Summer's Breeze enemas. <laughs> Greg, you matter. I'm totally saving that clip, and I'm just going to keep it and use that all the you time. Jimmy's son saying, of a, you, I can't, I'm not even <laughs> going to say that about your mother.